Hey TYT, I'm Nomi Konst. Over the last 16 months, I have been uh, reporting on this phenomenon unique for New York, believe it or not, uh, unique to New York, which is the Independent Democratic Conference. That's the IDC. The eight Democrats, they were elected as Democrats in mostly Democratic districts to be with the Democrats in the Senate. The thing is, they actually had been working with Republicans up until last week. This is a, a, a concept that was born about eight years ago, and it has grown over the last eight years. And as a result, protests emerged uh, over the last maybe you know 16 to 18 months all across New York State. You know, in an era uh, where New York probably should be blue and could be blue in the face of Trump. So the IDC had been feeling a lot of pressure in their districts and statewide, and believe it or not, nationally. And as a result, uh, Governor Cuomo last week uh, basically pressured the IDC to rejoin the Senate Democrats. And hopefully, you know, given some other dynamics, uh, this will lead to the Senate being democratically controlled once again. The thing is, a lot of people don't trust this arrangement because they've been there before. The IDC has rejoined and then left, all based on political timing. And that's why so many of the candidates who've, who've stepped up to run against the IDC members are staying in the race and saying that they don't buy it, as do a lot of the activists. Well, we have one here today. Uh, this is very exciting because she's not from downstate, so she had to travel all the way down from Syracuse, four hours. Rachel May, who is from the Syracuse area, uh, she's running for the Senate District uh, 53, which is, let me get this right, it is Syracuse, Onondaga County, uh, Madison County, and Oneida County. Is that correct? Correct. Well, thank you for coming down. Well, thanks for inviting me. No, me. That's great. You've been a longtime activist in the community. You were part of one of these uh, no IDC groups. What made you decide to, to move from activism to being a candidate yourself? We were working really hard and really discovering how many people were angry about this and how many people had no idea what the IDC was, but as soon as they learned what it was, they were furious. And I guess I started delving into what the IDC was blocking why it was a problem and realized that there was a lot of really important uh, progressive legislation that was passing in the assembly over and over and over again but it couldn't go anywhere in the Senate and was never even coming up for a vote in committee in the Senate. And that was the point I think it was just the the mountain of issues like election reform, criminal justice reform, health care, mm -hmm. women's reproductive rights, just one after another, things that couldn't come up for a vote. But for me, the big one was health care. I realized that the New York Health Act really is an alternative that could pass in New York and would provide health care for all and save money and make it easier for people to leave a job and start a business or to st go back to school or start a family or whatever, it would really transform the landscape of employment as well, which in upstate New York, employment is a real big issue. And this seemed like it could be a game changer for upstate New York. So that was, that really I, was the, the issue that pushed me to the point of saying, okay, somebody's got to run here and make this happen. And it turned out to be me. How long have you been running? 
I declared my candidacy in January, but I, I knew I was going to do it at, in, last fall, mm -hmm. maybe October, for sure. The things are changing rather quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, in the last week, since we saw you on the steps of City Hall in New York City, uh, where all most of the IDC candidates, the anti-IDC candidates, uh, got together with activists saying, you know, we're here in solidarity, we are staying in the race, we don't believe what uh, the IDC is saying, you know, who's to trust them at this point. Um, since then, the IDC continues to fundraise in its own committee, on its own, separate from the Democrats. Do you think that voters understand that they're still kind of operating on their own? Do they get it? Honestly, I don't think voters even get that the IDC went back with the Democrats. I, I, I mean, I, people, the thing about the IDC is they have depended on operating under the radar the whole time. They didn't want people to know what they were doing, and so they didn't really, they created this name, Independent Democratic Conference, and nobody really understood what it was. And they really didn't talk about it. My opponent didn't talk about the IDC when he would come, for example, to our Democratic Committee and ask for our endorsement in previous years. So they don't really want to talk about it now. They don't want to talk about having dissolved the IDC, and they certainly don't want to talk about the fact that they're still fundraising. So this isn't something they are advertising to people, and I think most of the voters have no idea. Senator Valesky is one of the uh, early IDC members. Right, founding member. <laughs> founding member of the IDC, along with Senator Jeff Klein, of course, who was the leader, and now is going to be deputy leader, or is deputy leader, of, of the Senate Dems. So Senator Vlesky, I mean, he's, he's been doing this for almost eight years. Has the understanding of what the IDC has blocked, is that getting translated now in this new era of, of activism and resistance, is that, is that hitting the ground in the, in the district? Oh, definitely. There are a lot of people who are angry about all different things. Reproductive rights is one. The gender, transgender rights is a big one. I would say the uh, election reform, people are just furious about the fact that we couldn't even get early voting, even though 37 states have early voting. New York can't even pushed the ball that far. That was really frustrating for a lot of people, I would say. Well, it's, it, early voting would endanger many existing lawmakers who've been there for a long time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but people see that. I think people are starting to understand just how cynical it is. And for me, that's the issue, is the cynicism at the heart of this, that, that the IDC really depended on people either not paying attention or not caring if their elected official was actually doing in Albany what he said he was going to do when he came to talk to us. They bring a lot of pork home, though, or some pork. What, what is he running on? He runs on that, and he runs on the other thing that they do that the Republicans have allowed them to do is every year they get to pass one progressive bill. So one year it was marriage equality, and another year was raising the minimum wage. They, they, they get one. Mm -hmm. And the IDC takes all the credit for that having passed. So he comes home and he says, I got marriage equality past the Republican 
obstructionist majority in the Senate. And we've been pointing out that if the IDC would have just gotten out of the way, there wouldn't have been that Republican majority in the first place. And not only would marriage equality have passed, but early voting and the DREAM Act. He, um, the district is, is pretty democratic. It's not like when I think that maybe those who are not from upstate New York don't understand the complexities or may not be aware of the complexities of of upstate. You know, you are representing a rural area and, right. you know, Syr Syracuse, that's where you're running. Um, so there's different dynamics at play. But one of the questions that I like asking candidates post-2016 is whether or not we are actually using the right words when it comes to you know, are we being too progressive? Are you too progressive for this district or not? It seems like it's it's based on an older understanding of what progressive is versus conservative, and, and mm -hmm. it's more social rather than economics, which most people want free health care. Right. <laughs> Republican, Democrat, Independent doesn't matter. They want that passed. Yeah. Do you, Do you feel that that's registering in maybe the more rural parts of your district? I sometimes temper that language. I don't use the word progressive as often, but definitely the argument that Dave Valesky likes to make that somehow the IDC is good for upstate is something that I push back against a lot because healthcare for all is good for upstate. It's good for farmers. It's good for rural areas and it's good for people in the city and in the suburbs. You know, it's pretty much, we need it everywhere. Full funding for public education, that's important in rural areas where they're underfunded just as it is in the city. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those issues, those bread and butter issues, really are at the heart of a lot of what what the Democrats would like to pass and what the IDC has been standing in the way of. You, you had a video uh, when you announced that went New York viral. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it got a lot of attention. Uh -huh. There was a lot of play. Um, can, you, can you explain to us why you chose to, to tell your personal story that way? No background. Why in video or mm -hmm. why that story? That story and in video. Well... The video, partly, I live in Syracuse, and we have, at Syracuse University has the Newhouse School of Communications, which is one of the, maybe the top school of communications in the country. So we have a lot of really talented artists and video filmmakers in the area. So part of it was that, that just having the resource there, but also telling that particular story about my husband, Frank, who died almost exactly 30 years ago of cancer and it was it came back to a an event I was at last spring where a doctor was talking about why we shouldn't be rolling back Obamacare and he said one of the things the Republicans wanted to bring back was lifetime caps on insurance and as soon as he said that it became so personal for me because when my husband was sick in, the, in his 20s, he came up against the lifetime cap on his insurance and he told me he was afraid he was going to live too long and outlive that lifetime cap and leave me with the dead. And so it was like he was less afraid of dying than he was of living under the in 
inhumane health insurance system that we had. And so when I heard they wanted to bring that back, that, that it just raised the whole the stakes to a whole another level. Like I didn't want anyone ever to have that conversation with a loved one again. And so I would say that was one of the real spurs to me to think about, because I'm a shy person, you can probably tell I'm a little nervous, I am not someone who seeks the spotlight. It, I never thought about running before, but feeling like, okay, I have to get out of my comfort zone and I have to do something that really will make a difference here. So that, that was the reason for the video. and because it's kind of a long story and it's true with the IDC in general it's not an elevator speech you have to explain what the IDC is and it takes a long time and people don't even believe it the first time you tell them you usually have to tell them a second time because they're like really my senator is doing that so using a video seemed like a good way to do that because otherwise who would stick around for the whole story <laughs> now if you're elected yeah and you have a primary coming up uh, in September. Right. Uh, but if you are elected past the primary into the general and you become the next you know, senator from, from the 53rd district, mm -hmm. what is going to be first on your agenda that you want to champion? Well, that one. I think one of the things about the New York Health Act is even though there are 31 co-sponsors for the bill in the Senate, it's just one one person short of having a majority in the Senate. As we've seen with health insurance reform at the national level, it, it isn't just a matter of taking a vote. It's going to need champions to make it work. And honestly, if it gets to the point where we can have a vote on it in the Senate, it's going to take salesmanship in the Senate to convince people that they still should go ahead and vote for it. People are going to be afraid. There's going to be a lot of lobbying on the other side, a lot of money put into trying to defeat it. I think the Mercer family alone will put billions of dollars into trying to defeat that. And so uh, it's going to take people to really stand up and make the case for it. So my opponent, Dave Valesky, is a co-sponsor of it, but I can't envision him ever being that champion for that bill. It's interesting you say that because it's a question that we have to ask. Uh, if the Democrats really truly do uh, win the Senate back, which means they'd have the governor's mansion, um, if you know, all goes as planned, <laughs> a Democrat has that position uh, past the fall, and they'd have um, the Assembly and the Senate, then the dynamics change. A lot of Democrats right now say they're against the IDC um, in the Senate. Do you think that they're going to be the progressives that they've that everybody's going to be as progressive as, as they claim to be right now uh, when they have the bad guys in the room that are blocking all this legislation? You no, know, that's a really good question. I think in the assembly, I think there are people who might backtrack on some of the progressive votes they've taken if they thought those bills would actually become law. So again, I just feel like we need champions who are out there selling, explaining why these are important and really trying to move the ball forward rather than just talking the talk. You know. Have you pledged not to take corporate PAC money? Well, I'm definitely in, opposed to the LLC loophole, and so I'm not taking money from LLCs. I, I don't imagine, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't take corporate PAC money. 
They're not knocking on your door right now. They're not knocking on my door right now, <laughs> but I am angry at the IDC for all the all the money they're taking from from our perspective in Syracuse, the New York City real estate interests that are funding my opponent's campaign. It, that's a real conflict for me and also the hedge funds that support or that get that profit from the charter school industry which is taxpayer funded and shouldn't be a profit making venture in the first place as far as I'm concerned I uh, those are really problematic and I think they have influenced his his votes probably in various or at least the positions he's willing to take yeah there's an interesting overlap between uh, the Republican Senate and the IDC members in terms of exactly them. yeah it's a major concern I guess right <laughs> um, I you know before we wrap up because it's looking forward over the next few months you know September is the primary and and now everything's starting to pick up and there's twists and turns along the way you know one day the IDC is not in the Senate and not with the Democrats and now they are um, are you feeling like you have this support of fellow Democrats, given the imbalance right now, is are is is there an institutional pushback, or is the institution staying out of this? It's such a complicated scenario right now. I hear people ask this question all the time, like, where are the Democrats? Right. And it's clear that the IDC has been working with the Democrats. Right. Well, my focus right now is on getting the Democratic nomination in my district. So that means reaching out to the Democrats in Onondaga County, Madison County, and Oneida County. And I've been making lots of phone calls. We've been having interviews where the various committees invite us to come and speak. And I feel on the individual level a lot of support. There are definitely a lot of people out there who are eager for a change and who are excited at the thought of having someone who's not in the IDC who's, who is a real Democrat running. In terms of the structures of the party, they aren't taking sides in a primary, but we're, we're working on at least building the party infrastructure so that it can be more effective in getting people elected, because certainly in our neck of the woods we haven't had the successes we wish we'd had. So I, at the state level, I I don't know what, what I don't haven't had a lot of connection with the state level Democratic Party. So again, you know, in a primary, they're not supposed to take sides. So that that's right. also a complicating factor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, why do you think you're unique for this job? I'm not sure it makes me unique, but I'm a mother. I'm an environmental educator. I've been very involved in a lot of grassroots organizing in the district and I think I'm plugged into urban issues and also the more rural issues because I've worked on the Onondaga Lake watershed and a lot of that just environmental issues that affect the whole region so at that level I think I have a lot of experience and a lot of connections that are that are valuable I think I bring also just a little bit of an outsider perspective in a way that's useful in the, this. I've lived in a number of different states and I feel like I've seen state governments that can really work. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not the cynic that so many people are just kind of turned off from 
state politics in New York, but I genuinely believe that we can have the government we want. And especially now in 2018, we've got a window of opportunity where people are paying attention, people are going to be voting. They are voting in anger, many of them, but in determination to make change. And so if we don't seize this moment and really bring that belief in our democracy to the fore, I really think we will have missed a big opportunity. And I come, if, if there's something unique about me, it's that I come from a long line of defenders of democracy. My grandparents put a lot on the line for our democracy, and I am not willing to sit aside and watch it get undermined either in Washington or by our state senators who are just, you know, pursuing this very cynical ploy. When's the primary? September 13th. It's a Thursday, which <laughs> none of us has ever voted on a Thursday, so it's going to be interesting to, to persuade people to get out that day, but we're going to have a lot of people on the ground going door to door and really strong field organization, I think, and so we hope to get a good turnout. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks.